1: Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, I'm going to tell you the real reason Bray Wyatt is missing from WWE's internal roster. We've got former women's champions returning on WWE Raw. We will tell you why WWE were barely featured at the NBC and Fox media upfronts. And is a top WWE stable about to add a shocking new member? Ooh,
2: I'm Andy Murray. Ooh, I'm Michael Hamflit. And
1: this is the news. No Adam Wilborn today. He has hurt his ankle. Send him best wishes. Yeah. It might just be a little bruise it might be it's massive it might have turned into like potatoes Who bigger knows? than my head and you're, uh, big, imagine that we got we got some big ass skulls in the studio <laughs> speaking of big ass skulls bray wyatt there he is let's talk about him a little bit so this got weird yesterday uh pw insider reported that bray wyatt was not listed on any of wwe's internal rosters having previously been listed on smackdown of course he'd kind of been removed a little bit here um Yeah, they they just reported noting that he was nowhere to be found and there was no word on why. Fortunately, Fightful Select came through about half an hour later or something ridiculously (laughs) quick. Sean is just too good at his job at this stage. Uh, Coming through and and noting that Bray has been omitted from the WWE rosters Mm. due to injury, which specifically is the illness that has kept him out of action for the past few months. Uh, Him... And Bo Dallas, who plays Uncle Howdy, spoiler, not really, (laughs) uh, are still with WWE. They're still under contract, they're just not on the roster. And the cause, presumably, because Bo's creative is tied to Bray... If Bray's not gonna be listed on our roster, Uncle Howdy would not be listed either because they're tied together. Um, So there you go. Wyatt had been telling people recently that he had been hoping to return to the rings soon, although there's no word on when he'll be back in WWE. His last match was on a house show in February, Last match on TV would have been the Mountain Dew pit. That thing. That right there. would have been his last (laughs) match on telly. I want
2: to drink them ropes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was such an effective commercial.
1: It 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 really was. Put it it on between matches. Like this on shows. Repeat it. Repeat it! Why am I shouting repeated? That's weird. Uh, But yeah, there you go. That's why Bray Wyatt is not currently listed on any of (laughs) WWE's rosters. There's all kinds of conspiracy theories going around at the moment because Vince has final creative say again Mm. and he released him before and all of this stuff, but there's nothing to indicate officially that that's the case. There's been no reports or anything. Yeah. That's why he's not on the roster right now. That's why he's been removed temporarily.
3: Weird this one, isn't it? It continues to be weird. A lot of people made a lot of money really quickly with Bray Wyatt, and then nothing. Like the White Rabbit campaign, which now feels a million years ago, super mega successful for WWE internally. They were over the moon with it. Bray Wyatt presumably came back and got a bag for that. Like, you know, come back on a big money deal. Then they have this, this Mountain G thing. Everybody made a fortune off of that. And then nothing. No WrestleMania match, it effectively, not that it was Bray's fault directly, but it kind of costs Bobby Lashley a pay a day. Makes you like question, how much like the rest of the locker room necessarily wants to work with him because prior to this run, everyone that did sort of found themselves trapped in. Not that it was Bray's fault, but found themselves trapped in the web of the creative misunderstanding between the two sides. Yeah. And it just feels like we're back there again. Triple H.
1: I guess it depends on this illness as well. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
3: obviously aside well, We wish from, him well. Of obviously. course. Of course. But it just sort of feels yet yeah, again, like he was you were willing to say the last time the run was cursed. But is it just that his and WWE relationship is cursed? Like, I don't think anybody could have assumed that we'd be already be back here having these conversations yeah. when six months ago, his return was the biggest thing the company had to offer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I've got the perfect angle for his comeback. Go on. Featuring another guy who's been off television a while recently, a new tag team, Mountain Drew. Okay, put me in a... Put <sighs> me in a get me out, get kill, me out of that kill, one. Kill me.
3: Speaking of tag teams that have returned to television, but ones that probably don't drink too much... Full fat soda. That Ron- is the way. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler were back on WWE Raw last night. Um, they picked their spot attacking uh, Raquel Rodriguez. while Liv Morgan was out with an injury. They've of course been off television since WrestleMania 39. Um, Not necessarily that big a story if it wasn't Ronda Rousey, I suppose. Like her and Shayna were kind of put into that tag team showcase. They were then lifted out of the match when Shayna appeared to suffer some kind of injury. But they were at least drafted to Raw. um, And this was their first appearance on the show, along with, of course, a number of other drafts, one of which we'll get to later on in the news. Um, So they appeared. They did the big attack on Raquel Rodriguez. When the tag belts were put on Raquel and Liv, it was very much felt as if they were being kept warm for Ronda and Shayna. And perhaps now... We're getting to that and maybe this at long last establishes where WWE believe Ronda Rousey fits in. It was all a bit confusing in that Rumble to WrestleMania period, but maybe the two sides have settled now because this felt like as committed as a return and as committed an angle as Rousey especially has had in months.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's good as well. Hmm. Uh, Liv injured, Raquel on her own, heels attack two on one. Simple, good, effective, pro wrestling, storytelling, good. Yes, it is good.
3: She's big, they're killers.
1: They're it's absolute, like it's Basic stuff.
3: You yeah. know, we shouldn't be doing victory laps for the basics, but good that they're at very least getting that yeah. right. Ronda's yeah. had a weird run. It's Acknowledge lapsed. the basics. Acknowledge That's
1: the... a good thing to do, and then celebrate the other stuff. <laughs> that I sounds guess. like
3: Roman's comeback promo when he finally loses the belt. <laughs> Acknowledge the basics.
1: <laughs> Grabs a
3: headlock and he gets
1: people to put their things in the air. Uh, The basics, not the people on Twitter who have him in their avatar. Very good. I'm, only, joke, I'm only joking. I'm a basic boy as have well. Have some of that. Listen, if I wasn't doing this for a job, I would have the butcher and the blade in my avatar. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Basic about those boys. It basic I'm just joking. I'm taking a piss. Uh, right, so let's talk about why WWE were barely featured at the media upfronts this week. Mm. Fox and NBC universal they've both had their media upfronts. That's like their annual presentation where they feature like, their upcoming programming for the year and stuff. Obviously... WWE have NXT and Raw on NBCU platforms. And Peacock, the streaming service, home of their PLEs. And on Fox, we have SmackDown. So you'd think that these shows, which are regularly in, like, the top one (laughs) every week, would be featured quite prominently because they are objectively successful for these platforms. But no, they they were barely there. In fact, WWE was restricted to just being as part of a video package for Peacock during Mm -hmm. the NBC ones. Mm -hmm. So it's quite interesting. But PW Insider are reporting that the exclusivity window for these networks negotiating new contracts with WWE is either about to expire or has expired. And when that expires, of course, that means that other networks can come in and bid for the TV rights and open talks and all of that stuff. Um, the NXT deal is up in September. The Raw and SmackDown deals are up by the end of the year. So you would imagine the new TV deal rights stuff things will be uh, negotiated. They're probably being negotiated now yeah. uh, and will be announced you know, within the next few months. So me personally editorializing this, I'm no business expert. However, I would suggest that there is nothing to worry about here. AEW is about to earn a billion dollars for, for their... Rice deals, and considering you know WWE's numbers compared to AEWs, you would imagine that WWE will earn in excess of that—maybe two or three billion overall. Uh, I mean, they're already at that, aren't they? A billion
3: for Smitty D's right now. Yeah, and Raw's
1: like not far off that, if the same. And the pay-per-view deal on Peacock is like another billion, so they're kind of already there. But WWE are going to get big increases. It's totally fine. I don't think it's anything to worry about. What do you
3: think? I agree. did strike me as a bit of a throwback to the old days when networks would almost hide that they had wrestling and how difficult it was for wrestling traditionally to get advertisers. WWE has worked tirelessly to get away from that. You think of everything- Advertisers. Advertisers. If you think now that like every replay on a PLE is like sponsored by a different company and everything dating back to what, 2009 with the Mattel deal? It was all about normalizing WWE as a, a Disney adjacent brand in television company law and in advertising companies. So it's weird that they were kind of minimized in a situation like this. But I don't think, as you say, I don't think it'll have a knock on effect on the numbers. Um, Wrestling has slid through in that gray area between live sports and entertainment, like almost nothing else. It remains one of the only things to retain audiences that are watching live rather than on delay or on DVR. I don't think it's gonna be a concern, this one. Beyond maybe somebody kicking off that they weren't featured and more probably not on the PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. Somebody within WWE will hate that.
1: I remember AEW was barely featured during uh, Warner's last year. Barely featured at all. And now they're probably getting a billion dollars. So, they Look what we're on the precipice of, yeah.
2: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend.
2: rocketmoney.com slash wrestling
1: we're on the precipice of a weird man joining a cool stable is what we're on the precipice of we are
3: this must be how WWE is making their millions and billions because the judgement day are on a recruitment drive apparently the JD in JD McDonough might indeed stand for judgement day you like that (laughs)
1: Like judgment Day McDonald. There we go,
3: because based on what we saw last night on Monday Night Raw, he's maybe in the flippin' Judgment Day! On the other side of a promo that we saw with Finn Balor looking on, as JD McDonald did his sort of farewell address on last night's Raw. He had a busy night. He yeah. was in the Intercontinental title Battle Royal. He was eliminated, but he decked Dolph Ziggler, which apparently set up presumably his first mini-program. Um, easy win. Yeah. But you know, a way to get started on the main roster, there are much worse, and uh, yeah, he was sort of bidding farewell to the, the fans of the evening as a heel. I'll do my business next week, and then the camera in the background saw Finn Balor bathed in purple light. Some people are calling it an Easter egg, I thought those were supposed to be hidden. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was basically like a gift wrapped purple Christmas present. Yeah, it was like, Easter brother, game. would you like a bar of chocolate? Have this, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but it's not, um, it's not without a sort of uh, a bit of lore and a bit of LTST, this one, um. Basically, from when JD McDonough debuted as uh, Jordan Devlin in the UK Championship, the comparisons to Finn Balor were apparent. He was in the leather jacket, the same look. there. trained
1: together, haven't they?
3: Trained together, they both obviously got their Irish backgrounds, um, and WWE seemingly will lean on the fact that Finn Balor was JD McDonough's trainer rather than just saying that they maybe worked together once upon a time. Uh, Worked Wrestling came through to confirm what we saw on television last night. They said there have been discussions backstage of J.D. McDonough joining the Judgment Day. The connection and angle is that Finn Balor was the one who trained McDonough how to wrestle. So they're basically suggesting that he was a lump of clay before Finn Balor got his evil hands on him. Scudded him like Um, Ghost, the movie. McDonough is presumably going to scale back the American Psycho gimmick that was thrust upon him in NXT um, for this. Uh, what do you make of him joining The Judgment Day? Like, they're a hot act, and I think it speaks to that, that they're now being potentially used to give the rub to others. Bit, bit of purple dust on a newcomer, mm. but do you think it fits? Do you think he works?
1: I wouldn't add anyone to The Judgment Day at the moment, to be honest. I wouldn't add the best wrestler in the world to The Judgment Day right now. Because um, they've already got him in Dominic Mysterio? Obviously, there you go. Uh, it's just such like a great mix of people and personalities mm. and styles and like chemistry at the moment that that I just I wouldn't change it in any way to be perfectly honest I wouldn't take anyone out and I wouldn't put anyone in that being said obviously JD McDonough and Finn Balor have history they have a reason to work together on TV uh, you would assume that they have some kind of chemistry given that I... they given that they've worked together in the past and I'm sure they'll find a way to make him fit in I just I wouldn't tinker with any of it to be honest he's obviously a very good wrestler uh, the American psycho gimmick. Or the Irish cycle gimmick, I guess, it became. Um, yeah, it's not for me, personally. Mm. Um, he once got a promo
3: where he winked while wearing sunglasses. Yeah. they. could see.
1: Yeah, <laughs> It's like, what was the thing where he was like doing yoga in his apartment, talking uh, about the people, the little people in the city? He would explain the injury he was about yeah. to
3: inflict on a person by discussing the anatomy and physiology.
1: Murdering a homeless person on the way home from work. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Bateman, who's literally Patrick Bateman. Um... But yeah, I mean, like, look, I will 100% give it a chance to be good. Uh, There you go. There you go. That's, that's all you can ask. Maybe he ousts Finn
3: Balor in the same way Finn Balor ousted Edge and the Judgment Day of the new Bullet Club. Oh. And the leader just always beats at the old one and we all buy t-shirts. Well, we already got... Form a former new wrestling company off the back of it.
1: We already got Bullet Club Gold over there in AEW. Do we have Bullet Club Purple? Bullet Club Purple. Finally <laughs> made it. In Why the, Fed. Why the heck not? Uh, right, let's move on to these Twitter questions, which I haven't told you about mm. any of them. So I'm just jumping them on you. Only one of them's particularly serious, but okay. okay. Uh, so it's from Big Dan, mm-hmm. right? Big Dan's been on, and he asks, "Hi Dan, uh, with Collision presumably being announced tomorrow, what match should open the first episode? I've got one. I think it should just be a banger mm-hmm. for no reason, just yeah. a stupid popper. Conor Sheehan yeah. versus El Hijo del Vikingo. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. Cutting edge. Um,
3: CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh yeah, Punk hands Hobbs and L." Uh, Key TV are decked as a consequence because he was stupid to associate them in the first place. Punk immediately—it's there's a bit of a political edge there because immediately, like, he does his best to get Hobbs over, and he has that kind of like be able to see what happens when a real wrestler comes back. <laughs> you get guys over, like, I'll show you how it deep business. He wins obviously, but nonetheless, like, what a draw! What a, like immediately, CM Punk back in his tights. None of the sort of uh, like the second coming. We're left to assume that he'll be out again in the hoodie and the jacket and sitting down cross-legged. What if it's a match? What if he's oh, just like forbid. back to business and the punker's back ready in the chase?
1: I hope he doesn't get injured, the poor guy.
3: That's a concern, yeah. obviously, but you know, just no box office.
1: Alternative Goldberg versus Aaron Solo. Why also not? great. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, second one today comes from uh, Juan Pfeiffer, who asks: With rumours of WWE superstars getting some new entrance music, who do you think could do with some new music, um, or should they bring back someone's old music like Baron Corbin with the lone wolf? With their <laughs> brr- that one. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good, it's a good Andrews theme.
3: Is that the one, I think we're on different Baron Corbin ones, because I like the ones where you had the spotlight and it went Leave it. You know, like that, the, that motorbike revving. Like. I
1: AM THE DOG! The butt rock one. But, no, not even that, he's had so many oh, good I tunes, I like the butt rock he's
3: one. He's had so many good tunes. All those NXT ones were great, and then obviously someone fell out with CFO dun, and, dun, and like, change it, we don't yeah. want to pay them.
1: Bring, he, the, bring them home, by the way. I bring um, them home. No shade on Death Rebel, but CFOs were tremendous. Um, Who's not got great music at the well, moment? Well they changed Oscars again and it sucks. Aye. <laughs> um there's, I mean there's lots of people with I would honestly bring back Rhea Ripley's previous theme. Same. Like I don't Hard like same. Uh eat, sleep bleed. No, it's weird. I don't I'm not in, I'm not as much into that one. i uh, I bring back her old theme. I mean you could name so many people on this rock. Remember yeah. the Royal Rumble twenty twenty two where a theme hit and everyone was just like,
3: What? Oh, it's that person. I would be um, banging to Bailey getting a new theme if and when she turns. Yeah. Because that hero one was absolutely fine for that yeah. miserable character she was playing, but post-damage kataro Yeah. Like, but it did have something new or a jacked-up version of the old uh, baby face one with a wacky-waving tube and if they make it yeah. come back as well.
1: there so you go. There's um, there some good ones these days. Like, I think Gunther's and Imperium's one is really good. Yeah, uh, Judgment Days is great. Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, you get the Kings of butt rock or Bridget. And you can't go wrong. Yeah. Oh, by the way, buttrock is a compliment. don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> it's like new metal and rap metal. Yeah. These things are good actually. Uh, and if you think I'm shading them, you don't know me very well. We will not apologise for the sewer of pop culture that was the late nineties. Hundred percent. We're we're the, listen. That's our child. Well, not yours, but it's my child. You're really old. Yeah. Your your child. Mine old. cuts
3: the black and white. There's no
1: sound in it. It's just a yeah. scene
3: missing. And Steamboat Willie's on the boat. <laughs> Gee whiz. Uh,
1: <laughs> right. Uh, I need you to uh, speak for a second because I've lost the questions. So, okay. So h- help. I'm
3: trying to think of other me. I was honestly trying to think of other music. <laughs> like, but that's part of the problem. They ruined Johnny Gargano's as well. Like they made him, they gave. Yeah. You know, people loved Rebel Heart. That was a little bit whiny for my taste. Yeah. But the new pop, like rave yeah. remix of
1: it is useless. It's not the same. Is no. It? Like Rebel Heart is like a perfect song for that character. Yeah. Because it's a bit like it's one of the songs. It's a bit cheesy. It's really catchy. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit over earnest, but so was the character. And it's like really uplifting. Gets people going. Flawless. But then they took a huff with whoever made it, I guess, and here we are. Jin John, bring
3: back Big Jin.
1: Gee whiz, I,
3: that man. Why AEW haven't made the call yet. I don't know. My, Big Mikey does a good job there, doesn't he?
1: Big Mikey does a tremendous yeah. job, to be fair. Shout out to all the great music people out there. Deaf Re- Rebel. Deaf Rebel. Mikey Ruckus, Colin, respect to CFO's Colin. CFOs had the, really had a moment. CFOs did. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like CFOs were great. I know there were loops and stuff, mm-hmm. and a lot of people didn't like that, but all of them were really good. Great era, like, for, for the change. Yeah, like mm-hmm. even like lesser heralded ones like Apollo Cruz's theme, where it was just the same thing over. So good. Wrestling music is awesome. It can be one of the best things of all time. A lot of fun. Question to wrap today's video. on. It comes from Sim. I can't. I'm sorry, sir, or, 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 or I, I cannot pronounce your thing here. Simpafich Hansicic. I'm really sorry I have butchered that. Uh, the Malachi Black Avatar. Right, there we go. Uh, Morning, <laughs> fellas. Uh, who besides wrestling is the biggest nerd slash geek in your office on the following topics? Ooh. Uh, remember, nerd slash geek is a compliment it's not an insult, if you're a nerd on something, that means you deeply care about it, and you put time and passion and effort into it, that is bloody awesome, and I respect you and your hobbies. That's a fantastic
3: disclaimer, considering we're about to put all of the gaming team on blast. Let's go.
1: All right, uh football. Who's the biggest football nerd in the office?
3: I would say you or Wilborn. It's, it's not like, me,
1: man. It's not you anymore. I'm not like, because like I've reached a level with football personally, where if we win, I feel good, if yeah. we lose, Water
3: I'm, I'm very track. much the same. Citrix, I think it's Wilborn. Citrix's only 20 percent invested in Newcastle United for quite obvious reasons.
2: I would dispute that.
3: But uh, yeah, I would say I would say Wilborn because he's still really locked into fantasy football. Like he supports Chesterfield, so you've really got to be passionate yeah, to stick yeah. with a team like that. So
1: yeah, it's Willie, Wilborn. 100 it's Willy.
3: Uh, games I and mean, he's injured his ankle playing football last night. That's, that's why so he's he literally I'm it. not sitting in this chair for the love of that yeah. goddamn game.
1: Video games. I mean, we've got a whole channel of them. I think it's probably Scott. Scott, or, Scott and Josh. Yeah. I've got Josh for another category as, the ah, parent, as a candidate, but I think it's probably Scott. Mm-hmm. Like he told me like last week, he, he spent like seventy hours playing Zelda in like four days. Obviously, he has to because he has to review it, but that's commitment. That, commitment. that is commitment. Games
3: make you put the time in these days, don't they? They do, man. Yeah. They
1: do. Uh, I value a game that ends in like eight hours. I'm like, I'm, oh, that was fun, brother. I like thirty. I like a 30-minute music album, I like a 90-minute movie, and an eight-hour game. When I wrestle the switch away from my kids, I play Tetris. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Tetrisio. Uh, why is it Italian? <laughs> <laughs> um, music, right? I think music is a freeway tie. Okay. I think it's me, uh-huh. I think it's you, uh-huh. and I think it's Josh Brown. Ooh. And I don't think you can really separate us. I might us. throw Adam Nicholas in it as and well. Adam and Adam Nicholas. Yeah, because yeah, very... every time I walk over to that great man's computer, there's mm-hmm. a big-ass playlist of various things on, on one of his monitors.
3: I certainly think, as a mix of taste and investing way too much into live music, I appreciate that I've committed myself to that curse yeah. forever. Like, the tinnitus I can hear right now Brother, as we talk is something that is bought and paid
1: for. I've had the tinnitus since, like... 19 years old, yeah. going to like house w- shows and stuff. I would say we could like tell people to
3: learn lessons, but don't, yeah. like smash head up to the speaker when you're young, it's worth it. Like just suffer it then and it's okay now, it's all right.
1: And if you're in the same musical realm as me, Mosh retirement is 100% worth it. Let me tell you that. Uh, it's not worth the the punches in the face. Uh, movies, uh, this is a tough one. I think it might be Ewan Patterson. Ewan Patterson. Back at What Culture. Shout out. So his Dad Movies Podcast. Dad Movies Podcast. I follow Ewing on Letterboxd obviously because he's my friend. Uh, and he watches like five things I've never heard of a week and like puts them over and like has really good informed opinions yeah. and stuff. And like I can trust him for like good recommendation. I think it's Ewan. 100%
3: Ewan, Sige is a low-key movie guy. Yeah. Like you get good recommendations off Sige. 100% you know, He knows his art.
1: Everyone but. knows stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anime slash manga is James Pierce James Fear, yeah. he's a big anime guy. Definitely. Uh, he's tweeted about it, mm-hmm. he's enjoying it, he's watching it. I think Scott's into anime and stuff as well. I'm um, kind of a,
3: a bit of a lay expert on that. I've seen, um, I've watched a bit of Pig in a Plane. <laughs> Pig in it. a Plane? I've, uh, I kind of, I know more, I, that we've, it's Pokemon,
1: isn't it? I've, uh, I know where around that. Have you seen Spirits Ahoy? I've seen Akira Hour. <laughs> Miyazaki? <laughs> uh, that's the boy's name from. Uh, from the big uh, studio yeah. gi- studio Giblets. Bugs Bunny. I'm being a dick because I like I, I, I don't know. I'm I love I don't know if I'm
3: pig ignorant. That's what never Does a this plane. like
1: well I love picking a plane, Porco Rosso. Such a charming bugger. Uh, but like I like I really enjoy the the, the studio Ghibli films. I've only seen about seven of them, but like Spirited Away, Porco Rosso, uh Hal's Moving Castle, My Neighbour Totoro, obviously, things like that. Porco Rosso is a great one to start with, actually, because he's just such a charming swine, Mm. literally, of a boy. But there's like one moment of emotional resonance in that film. You spend like 45, an hour rooting for this charming pigman. And then there's (laughs) there's this one scene that you're just laughing and you're having a good time and stuff, and you're enjoying like the anti war themes as well on top of that, which are pretty easy to decipher. Mm. But there's one scene about an hour in that where it completely subverts you, it goes all the way around. It kicks your ass. It is so heavy. Yeah, don't misconstrue
3: my uh, ignorance for mocking. There, I've watched wrestling all my goddamn life. Yeah. I've got absolutely no platform. To mock we, we can't mock anything. I play nope. like
1: you know. I, I play football manager like forty <laughs> hours a week. We got it's no platform. Dumb. It's all done. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following us on Twitter at WhatCultureWW. Thank you for following Michael on Twitter at Michael Hanford. Thank you for following me on Twitter at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Hamish. We're missing Susie. If you know, you know. And if you know, you're probably from Aberdeen because I'm pretty sure that's the only place that commercial aired. Bye! <laughs>